turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Thank you for listening in. Our Heavenly Father provides a model prayer to guide us so that our praise of Him and our requests leave no stones unturned. His model graciously includes, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If we apply the principles of our Savior's model prayer, there is hope for us, for God will supply all our needs, including the strength to resist temptation in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us today. Romans chapter 7, verse, verses 18 through 25a, you see the struggle, you see an intense struggle by Paul with the Holy Spirit against the flesh. If you have your Bibles, I'm reading this particular passage from the New Living Translation because I just want to bring home the point with, the, with even a heightened sense of clarity. Look at the struggle and the tension Paul has as I read this. And I know that nothing good lives in me. This is Paul talking. And that's you and me too. That is, in my sinful nature, nature, I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. Are you like that? I don't want to do the wrong thing, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Verse 21, I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law. How many of y'all love God's word? How many of you love God's word? Uh, But the struggle is still there even though you love God's word. The tension is still still there. Paul said, I love God's law with all my heart. Verse 23, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable, wretched person I am. Who will, who will free me or deliver me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Verse 25, thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. He's the only one that can help you in the battle. Now, be it known to you today, if you know not the Lord Jesus Christ, you have no one resident within you uh, to help you fight against the flesh. You need someone greater than yourself if you're going to win the war within. Look at verse 15. Verse 15 is the consequences of temptation. Verse 15 says, Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. When one yields to temptation, the slippery slope of sin causes one to slide. You slide from the desire to sin. Sin starts with the desire. It starts with the desire. 
there is a desire to sin, then there's then you you end up committing the actual sin. You go from desire to sin to committing the actual sin and ultimately dying because of your sins. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sin. I have sinned. I have to confess my sins. You have to confess your sins. We all have to confront the issue of ourselves, because we are in a sin-cursed fallen world and Satan is ready to wipe us out and if we're not walking in close relationship with the Lord he will Romans 6 23 says for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord the wages the payment for sin is what death. the payment for sin is what death. is death well, let me tell you something about sin Sin takes you further than you want to go. Keeps you longer than you want to stay. And costs you more than you want to pay. Do I need, do not, y'all think I need to share that again? I, 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 I think that's worth reiterating because somebody need to get the point because somebody's about to get themselves in trouble and I'm trying to save you some trouble. I'm try- Matter of fact, I'm trying to save you a whole lot of trouble. Sin takes you further than you want to go, keeps you longer than you want to stay, and costs you more than you want to pay. Huh. I'm not hardly through with this message. Look at verse 16, the cause of temptation. Verse 16 says, do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. This is the cause of temptation. At the heart of all temptation is deception. Say deception. That's, that's the issue. That's the key word. Say it again. Say it, say it a little bit louder. Say it a little bit louder. That is at the heart of all temptation. Temptation does not always appear as temptation and always carries with it an alluring bait that appeals to our natural desires. The bait is always attractive. If it were not attractive, you would bite it. You know why fish bite the hook? They don't see, they don't see that little thing that's, that's going to catch them. They just see the worm. But they bite into it and get hooked up and we have some good fish at bases. Amen? (laughs) The bait is always attractive. It's always attractive and deceptive on the surface. Huh? But underneath uh, is embedded with sorrow, punishment, and shame. Please don't bite the bait. She might be pretty, but don't bite the bait. He may be handsome, got a nice car, nice ride, nice house, but don't bite the bait. Just because she's cute don't mean she's right for you. Don't bite the bait. Don't bite the, please don't bite the bait. Please don't bite the bait, for it blinds us from sin and its devastating consequences. Huh. Let me give you, let me summarize some of this for you today. It is absolutely impossible to live in this world and not be tempted by Satan, the world, and the flesh. All of us in this room have been tempted. We have all yielded uh, to temptation. 
And if you say you haven't, you've just yielded to lying. That's right. <laughs> Even Jesus, when he was on earth, he was tempted. But yet he completely had victory over the temptation. It is absolutely impossible to live in this world and not be tempted by Satan, not be tempted in the world, and by your own fleshly desires and tendencies and cravings. Number two, since temptation is inevitable, it is critical that we repent and receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. It is only by his strength that we can have victory over temptation. You have to, you say, so how do I have victory over temptation? You have to first get in Christ. Because if you don't get in Christ, you're, gonna, you're fighting a losing battle. You need someone greater than you to deal with the, all of the issues in life and the temptations in life that you're going to be confronted with that wants to wipe you out. So you got to repent. You got to cry to God, say, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. I come to you just as I am. Save me, Jesus, by the power of your blood. I believe in your death, your burial, and your resurrection. I'm tired of myself. I'm tired of my ways. I'm tired of my mouth. I'm tired of my attitude. I'm tired of my sins. Oh, God, I turn from them now, and I renounce them, and I embrace you, Lord, as my one and only Savior, my one and only Lord. Save me where I am, and Jesus will come in and take residence in your heart, and he will transform your heart, and he will give you the power to resist as you depend on him. Mark chapter 1 verses 14 through 15 says, now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Where is the word repentance today? It is literally gone from many churches. But we need to call people to repentance. That's right. Information can't change you. Rehab can't change you. Some 12-step program can't change you. But I know a God who can change you. I like what Jesus told Nicodemus. He said, you must be born again. When is the last time you've asked someone, have you been born again? You ask them how you like the Cowboys or the Spurs, the Lakers, or, uh, uh, Chicago, or Cleveland. But, but what about Jesus? Have you been born again? Acts 3.19 says, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Repent, be converted. So your sins will be blotted out unless you turn from your sins and from your selfishness and from your wicked ways. You are still in your sins and will die in your sins unless you receive Jesus, who's the only one by his blood that can cleanse you, redeem you from your sin. When we give into temptation, we must own it rather than make excuses or blame others for what we did. We must confess it, repent of it and ask God's forgiveness for it. Satan will use anything to tempt us. It is up to us to use the spiritual power within us to resist his desire to destroy us. Our sovereign God is our power source. When we faithfully avail ourselves to him, Satan cannot stand against the power and promises of God. Number three, embedded in every temptation is pride. 
which is to disregard the word of God. It is to doubt the word of God. It is to act independently in our own human wisdom and strength. And this is the surest way to be overtaken by the enemy. It's called pride. When Satan can get you to doubt the validity of God's word, then he has you right where he wants you to be. And that's what he did in the garden with Eve. God had given Adam and Eve instructions. And you know what Satan did? That devil came up and got her to doubt the validity of the word of God. You say, show me in scripture. I'm glad you asked. In Genesis chapter three, verse one, if you can't find it fast enough, it's the first book of the Bible, third chapter, first verse. You can't get lost. Genesis chapter three, verse one. I want you to underline a highlight. Uh, uh, listen, Genesis three, one says, and he, the devil said to the woman, this is after God had, had given her, uh, Adam and Eve instructions. Has God indeed said? Underline right there. See, that, that, that's, that's the biggie right there. Has God indeed said? She knew what God said. Adam knew what God said. Has God indeed said? He said, you, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And you know what she did? She at that point doubted the direction, the authority of the word of God, huh? the instructions of the word of God. And she fell along with Adam in the garden and humanity fell and we are all suffering the repercussions of the decision made way back there in the garden because they doubted the word of God and rebelled against it. Listen, Satan's greatest strategy is to get you to doubt what's in this book. Because if he can get you to doubt this book the least little bit, then you are destined to succumb, you fight a losing battle, and nothing else can sustain you in life like the word of God. Your money can't sustain you. Your health can't sustain you. Your intelligence can't sustain you. Huh? Huh? Your children can't sustain you. Matter of fact, they may not be around. You may bury them. But I know a word. It's the anchor for the soul. It is our divine compass. It, it, it is hope in a dying world. The word of God can sustain and is able to sustain like nothing else. Number four, since Satan desires to control your mind, it is critical that you guard your heart. He wants your mind. The battle is for your mind. Since Satan desires to control your mind, it is critical that you guard your heart. You protect your heart when you monitor your heart, search and sift your heart daily, taking every thought not of God captive to preserve a pure heart and holy life. Every thought that's not of God, God wants you to take it captive and he wants you to cast it out by the authority of the name of Jesus. And all of us have thoughts that come into our minds that's not of God. But the issue is, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to entertain it and play with it? Or are you going to identify it and cast it out by the authority of God's word and his name? Uh, Psalms 139, 23, verses 23 and 24 says, search me. Why, why search me? Because there's stuff in me that I need to be getting rid of every day. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. 
Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me. Bitterness is wicked. Huh? Prolonged anger is wicked. Hate is wicked. Selfishness is wicked. Pride is wicked. Lying is wicked. And see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Number five, not until we hate and refuse to fall in love with the passing pleasure of sin, which is only for a season, will we passionately seek a way of escape. I reiterate, not until we hate and refuse to fall in love with the passing pleasure of sin, which is only for a season, will we passionately seek a way of escape. Those who love and, be, this is a big statement, those who love and befriend sin will not seek a way of escape if you love it, which will result in your being devoured by sin. Now, God will always make a way of escape, but if you love the sin, you won't try to find the escape route. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except as is common to man. But God is faithful. Even in the temptation, God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. And some of you don't try to find the escape route because you want what you see. And so you are devoured by sin. Number six, to keep from being victimized by temptation, it is critical that we possess a spirit of discernment. Say discernment. A godly person possesses a spirit of discernment. Hebrews 5.14 says, But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who by reason of use, reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. The word of God and the spirit of God gives a godly mother, a godly father, a godly child, a godly sister, a brother, the ability to judge righteously, which is to separate and distinguish between truth and error. And God is calling you today to be a godly mama, a godly daddy, a godly child. And you cannot live up to God's expectations for you until you learn how to distinguish truth from error. And how do you know how to distinguish truth from error is by staying in this book. And this book will enhance, stimulate, and encourage your discernment. Because there are a lot of lies in this, in this world system. Uh, lies in commercials. Lies in politics. Lies on the job. Lies in the family. Your children lie. You got husbands and wives who lie. And, but if you got a discerning spirit, the spirit will make you know some things even though you haven't been told by somebody else. They say, how you know the Lord told me? You can walk so close to God that God reveals things that confound those who wondered how you knew, how you knew it. People always say, you know, Pastor Draper has been all in my room, all in my house. 
He was looking right at me. I wasn't looking at you. I don't even know you out there. It's the Lord that's looking at you. It's the Lord that's in your house and in that bedroom and in that hotel. It's the Lord that's looking at you when you cussing and fussing. I ain't looking. That's conviction by the Holy Ghost. Number seven. We must refuse the temptation to lose control of our tongue. We all have been tempted to lose control of our tongues. What are the ways that we are tempted to lose control of our tongue? By lying. Husband, you are not ever lie to your wife. And wives, you are not ever lie to your husband. And children, you are not ever lie to your parents. Spirit of lying is dangerous. It destroys the trust factor. They say, if, you, if, if I can't trust you now to tell the truth, what else can I not trust? Cussing. You got husbands and wives cussing each other out. Brothers and sisters cussing each other out. And then you want to whoop the child for cussing while you cussing while you whooping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sense of losing control of your tongue. Grumbling. Name calling. Parents, y'all not ever call your children idiots. Stupid. No good. Never add up to nothing. Listen, they have enough struggles in the world without coming into that house and have you to demoralize them emotionally. Shame on you. Your children are a gift from God to you and you're going to answer to God as to how you handle them. Some of you need to go back and apologize for the words you said. Words, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. That's a lie straight from the pits of hell. Some of you still in recovery because of words. Words are hurtful. You're still in recovery because of words. Husband calling wives' names. Wives calling husbands' names. And, and I don't have to call them. You know those names. Name calling. Put down statements. Teasing, scorning, ridicule, mocking, dirty gutter talk with the boys, derogatory speech, sins of the tongue, taking the Lord's name in vain. Do you realize you ought not ever say the name Jesus unless you mean it with all your heart? You don't use the Lord's name whimsically, just kind of any kind of way. There ought to be a sense of reverence when you use the name of the Lord. If you don't mean the Lord God Jehovah when when you say it, you ought to have a holy hush by yourself and never say Jesus unless you mean it. To be delivered from an out of control tongue, we must confess the sins of the heart and the tongue because the tongue is just articulating what's on the heart. They say you slipped. You know, you didn't slip. It was, you didn't slip. It came out because it was already there. It was in your heart. Everybody with me turn to Matthew 15, verses 18 through 20. Matthew 15, chapter 15, verses 18 through 20. Matthew chapter 15, verses 18 through 20. Look what it says. When you find it, say amen. amen. Those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. There it is. You say what you say because it's in you. And they defile a man. For out of the heart proceeds, he, look, evil thoughts, 
murders, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witness, blasphemy. Verse 20, these are the things which defile a man. Look at James 1.26. Turn to the book of James 1.26. This is Maranatha Bible Church. You say, oh, I'm turning pages. Well, you're supposed to. That's why, amen. You're supposed to. Uh, 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 James 1.26. When you find it, say amen. amen. Look what it says. If anyone, say anyone. anyone. Say it again a little bit louder. Anyone. Say the word is talking to me. Thank you. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religious religion is useless. It's nothing. You tell how you how the holy, 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 how you sing and shout and foam at the mouth. If you can't control your tongue, your religion is worthless. I didn't say that. It's in the Bible. If you haven't torn that page out, it's right there. Number eight, to win the battle over temptation, realize you and I need divine help and we can't do it alone. You can't help. You, just, you can't control your mouth without the law. How many of you, I mean, how many of you kept yourself from saying something you really could have said? Man, I tell you, you be, I, a lot of days I say, I sure thank God I'm saved. And if you're not walking in the spirit, you still have flashbacks. Some of y'all had them this morning. To win the battle over temptation, realize you and I need divine help and we cannot do it alone. I love what 2 Peter 2, 9a says. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. Nothing catches him by surprise. He is always ready, willing and able to hear us, answer our prayers, and sustain us. When we call upon the Lord, Satan will flee, because he and his limited power can in no way stand in the presence of our power source. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.